0: Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Steven shares about understanding the gift of prophecy. Listen and be blessed. Fill my cup, Lord. Come fill it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Fill my cup, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Come and cleanse. Reka my soul, of heaven, feed me till I want no more, fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Father, we thank you tonight. Bible says for where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty There's freedom in the house freedom in our lives thank you tonight oh God and when you begin to move everything else stops everything else bows to the presence of God and tonight I thank you for the mighty power of your Holy Spirit that is available for every one of us to lift us up to Lord, bring us to where you want us to be. The word says in Jude 20, building yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. These are days God wants to build us, build our inner man build us to hear his voice, build us to receive from him, build us to be stirred in our inner man, in our spirit, because these are God days in our lives. These are days that God is restoring the church. God is purifying the church. God is preparing the church. I want to read uh, one scripture to you tonight as we go into the prophetic. I'm going to try to do my best to uh, to do, uh, to go, uh, to finish with the prophetic. So, um, but as I go there, i I want to, you know, say a couple of things before we go into that. Um, one is, why do we, why would do we need the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Why do we speak in tongues? Because one of the important things to know is that when we begin to speak in tongues, the Bible says we build our inner man. You know. We, we build our inner man, meaning our spirit man gets alive. And you know, one of the things that it's, uh, you know, God has been teaching me is, you know, um, as you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, um, what you actually do is you silence your mind. You silence the dictates of your mind. You silent, silence every other voice in your life that is speaking into you and you are stirring your spirit man to hear from God. So what happens is, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, is that uh, you are giving access to God the Holy Spirit to minister into your spirit. You know? If you remember, I've said this verse, (coughs) excuse me, said this verse many times to you. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. He who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So. What are you doing when you pray in the Holy Spirit is you're coming, your Spirit and God's Spirit is coming together. Okay, you joined, joined to the Lord in one Spirit. So actually what you do is you silence every other voice. You're not fighting with other voices, but you're pressing to pray. And in the process, while you're pressing to pray in the Spirit, That is when, you know, every other impact over your soul, over your mind, will, your emotions, uh, you know, thoughts, uh, things that challenge you, everything, you know, they begin to lose their grip on you because you are now lifting your spirit man to hear from God. So that's why, you know, praying in the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit of God are so important to us because they bring us into the ability. Jesus said, I do what I see the Father do. I speak what I hear the Father speak, John chapter 5. So it's very important to understand that. And while while we're looking at that, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks we've been looking at, uh, um, you know, the, the, um, the foundation of the prophetic, uh, on which the prophetic stands. We saw that. Then we saw about the office of a prophet from the fivefold ministry, how the prophetic is always about building the church to the unity of the faith, to be one perfect man in Christ Jesus, and, uh, you know, it's to edify the body of Christ. So we saw that, you know, from Ephesians 4. Then, you know, if you remember, we went into the book of Jeremiah where we saw the calling of a prophet, how God calls and how God positions, how God speaks, how God, uh, you know, when he shows you something, he, he wants to make sure what you see is right. So he asked Jeremiah, what do you see? Okay? We also saw how God positions a prophet uh, and why he positions to root out, to pull down, uh, you know, to destroy, to build, and we saw all of that, you know. And then we also last week, if you remember, we saw about uh, the making of a prophet. What did it, what did it take for Daniel to be a prophet? You know, nine of twelve chapters in the book of Daniel speaks about an open, uh, you know, revelation, an open heaven over his life. Uh, uh, you know, uh, dreams, visions, you know. Uh, uh, very uh, supernatural, divine visitation uh, by God and the kingdom of God opened before him and, and uh, what does it take for the making of the prophet? While we say that, I want to just read one scripture before we go into the prophet tonight. Uh, the last chapter of Daniel. If you turn with me to um, uh, the last chapter of Daniel mm. and I want to read verse 10 because it's a very important verse. It's pertaining to us. Uh, these end times. And um, so I want you to understand that, okay? Just this one scripture. Many shall be purified, made white, refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel is prophesying, you know, uh, speaking, you know, God is speaking to Daniel about the end times, the last of the last days, which are the times we are living in. So three things that will be evident, you know, over the church in the last of the last days. Uh, If you remember 1 Peter 4, 17, you know, Peter writes, judgment will begin in the house of God first. And if it begins with you, what will happen to those who are unsaved? So, you know, um, this is the time when gray areas, you know, there are a lot of gray areas in the church. The church has opened itself to many things, the body of Christ, to many of the worldly things. And so many white and black have come and become gray. Okay, there are some things in in church we don't understand, uh, whether it is white or black, you know, a part of the people think it's okay, and some people think it's very unholy, and you know, so that's because there are a lot of gray areas. But one of the things that will happen to the end time church is the church will, uh, the hand of God will come upon the church, and white and black, gray will be separated as white and black. You will see a group of people, really repenting and walking with God and being purified and, you know, walking after to the Spirit of God and hungering for holiness, hungering for purity, hungering for the voice of God, you know, hungering to be under the realm of God. That's just it, just to be there. There'll be another one which will always have a loose behavior, um, you know, and that will be because of deception. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 24, in the last days, even the very elect will be deceived. So, one of the things that will happen to the end time church is also deception. You know, many will be deceived. Um, Deception is very simple. You feel holy when you're living an unholy life. You feel righteous when you do unrighteous things. That's uh, deception, as simple as it can be. You know, you have a lifestyle that does not match what you believe. That's, uh, you know, that's the deception. So, uh, that's something in the end time church. So, when you look at this scripture, Three things that will be evident over the end time churches many shall be purified. That means the hand of God will come upon people. God's people will receive a visitation and be changed. Purified, meaning, you know, God at work inside of us, changing us to be like Him. Purified. Okay, first thing, God will begin to move upon our lives. Second thing, many made white. Meaning, spots in our life will be taken out, Okay, What are these spots? Spots because of the impact of the world, because of challenges we've been through. Uh, You know, it can be lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. It can be different things, which have become spots. You know, we are a wonderful Christian, but there are some spots in us. And the Bible says, in the end time church, spots will be removed. So this is also a season of deliverance. Where the power of God will deliver you, deliver you from things that seem to stick on you like a dirty mark, okay? Like a little dirt on your your dress, you know that dirt needs to go. And uh, what will God do? He will deliver you. He will break the power of whatever is holding you, okay? Leeches, demonic in the demonic leeches, you know, are blood suckers. They suck the blood, right? So many, many, many of the the demonic activity it sucks life out of you. You know, what God puts within you, the enemy wants to suck it out. Why? Because he cannot handle the anointed. Uh, he was the most anointed. He's the most anointed cherub. The Bible says, and he fell from there. So whenever he sees the anointed, he knows what it was, and he knows what it is to lose that anointing. So when he comes to you, he wants to tear away from you the anointing that God has given you. So one of the amazing things about the end time church is the hand of the Lord will be upon you to take off spots from you. Thirdly, the Bible talks about and refined, meaning a process. The end-time church will always be through processes. You know, uh, we 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 should not be naive. That's why it's very important to read the Bible. You know, some people think Christian life is a bed of roses. When sufferings and challenges come, you know, they want to, uh, you know, they they murmur and uh, you know complain. Israelites did that when they were in the wilderness. You know, they played the victim. You know, they, they, uh, they acted to before God that, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me, God, look at, oh, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. They forgot to see the deliverance. They forgot to see the promise. They forgot to see the glory of God that was with them. They forgot to see the hand of God, the provision of God, you know, the, the, the supernatural provision of food. Their clothes did not wear out. You know, they, they were actually walking in the supernatural, but they could not see it. They were playing the victim. You know, they were murmuring and murmuring and murmuring because they were dissatisfied because they did not have what they wanted, you know? And one of the things of the end time church is to understand that our life is not about what we want. Our life is about what he wants to give you. Are you there? Unless we, unless a corn of wheat, uh, John 12, says is a corn of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains alone. Unless we die to our flesh, we'll always be alone. Screaming and shouting and trying to be heard and trying to make a mark in society and trying this, trying that. But if a corn of wheat falls on the ground and dies, it remains alone. If it does not die, it remains alone. If it dies, it bears much fruit. So, the purpose of God over our lives is to make us bear fruit. So, refining, a process. God takes us through different processes to bring us into where He wants us to be. So, I want to encourage you tonight, before we go into this prophetic, You know, I want to continue tonight, that three vital things that will happen to the end-time church is you will be purified, you will be made spotless, white, meaning spotless, and you will be refined, okay? But the Bible says like this, uh, Daniel says, uh, none of the wicked shall understand. You know, uh, naive people, people who are involved in dark things, they will not understand. If you are a believer, but you're stuck in something, you will not even understand what is going on. That's the end time church. People will not even understand what is going on. But the wise shall understand. Those who are filled with the wisdom of God, they will know this. They will give themselves to the more of God. So tonight I want to encourage you. Give yourself to the move of God, move of the Holy Spirit upon your life in the end time, because this is the time when God is refining the church. This is the time when God is making the church white. This is the time when God is purifying us. It's a word to encourage you. Okay. It's a word to tell you, you can be delivered from whatever bondages it's a word to tell you you can be made pure it's a it's, a, it's to encourage you tonight to tell you that you know if you're probably walking through a pro- process don't give up because god is at work with you god is at work with you no chastisement hebrews 13 is joyful for the present but afterward it yieldeth the presible fruit of the holy spirit to those who have been trained by it. Are you with me? Hebrews 13. No chastisement. Let me tell you, give you the verse. I think it is seven, but let me just uh, quickly look into that scripture. Beautiful scripture. De- De- uh, Hebrews 13 and, uh, okay, not seven. Um, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 12. I, 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 what, what am i hebrews 12 so sorry hebrews 12 and um, 11 no chastisement seemed to be joyful at the present but afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of the holy spirit to those who have been trained by it hebrews 12 11 hebrews 12 11 so you know, I want you to understand that we are in those days where God is, God wants to, you know, beautifully lift us up and purify us and prepare us because He's coming for us spotless and a blameless bride. The Bible says the day will come when He will present us faultless before His throne. Amen? He will present you and me. He'll present the church spotless and blameless to the Father. He died for it. He paid the price for it. And now He's going to give it. So you and I, one day... Jesus is going to, you know, present us to the Father, spotless and blameless, okay? That's wonderful. So tonight, uh, let's continue the prophetic, uh, you know, tonight I want to share with you about, the, uh, I might be running a little uh, quicker because I want to finish with this and move into uh, other things in the weeks to come. Um, so uh, let me go with... Um, Um, with the prophetic, uh, especially with a believer's prophecy, okay? 1 Corinthians 14 is basically talking about a believer's prophecy, okay? Uh, We all know prophecy is God's ability produced in you and me, okay? If you read Revelations chapter 19, and uh, if you read verse 10, okay? Uh, The Amplified Bible says like this, the, 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 the end part of the Bible says, uh, for the substance of truth revealed by Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Okay? What is the truth that is revealed by Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if you, uh, you know want to prophesy, if you're a prophet, you want to be in the prophetic, you want to be open to the prophetic, you want to be under the prophetic, the spirit of truth... You know, the spirit of, you know, Jesus. The revelation of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Are you with me? I wanted to capture that. It's very, very important. And the Bible says, uh, uh, you know, the vital breath, the inspiration of all inspired preaching and interpretation of divine will and purpose, including both mine and yours. Are you with me? All teaching all preaching, all interpretation of the divine will of God. And the purpose of God is the truth revealed, which is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. How to operate in the gift of prophecy? Uh, The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 3, uh, He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. The prophetic should always be about lifting people up, okay? Sometimes, you know, when, 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 when we prophesy, sometimes, you know, we, we feel like correcting the church. We feel like, you know, a hard word from God and, you know, we are excited about it. But I want you to understand this. You know, God is a God who builds. God never breaks us. God never condemns us, okay? God's correction can make us uncomfortable because of things in our lives. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is God is a builder. God is an encourager. God will always tell you that there is a way for you. You can be in the worst of the worst situations, but you must know the nature of God. That's why when it comes to the prophetic, it's very important to understand the character and nature of God because you need to know how God operates. If you look at the prophetic, if you look at Jeremiah, Ezekiel and all of them, uh, Jonah, they're all examples of uh, prophets, Uh, you know, sometimes they were upset with with God's people, you know, of what they did. In the time of the the exile uh, to Babylon, uh, you know, all these people were there. Jeremiah was there, Ezekiel was there, Daniel was there, you know, they were all contemporaries. They were all in and around the same time. And these prophets, they were all major prophets, you know. Um, and uh, uh, you know, some of them were very upset with the church because of the, the because you know, Israel was torn apart, the city of David was destroyed, the temple of God was destroyed, the articles, the anointed vessels of the temple was taken into for, into the temples of foreign gods. It was a it was a, it was a, a time of breaking for prophets, you know, people who walked with God. They were so frustrated. But you know something? God used them to correct the people. But God never allowed them to correct the people. Are you with me? You must always understand that. God can correct his people, but he will never allow us to correct his people. Amen? He will never allow us to speak a hard word into people. He, you know, that's why Paul, when he writes, he says, Minister grace to the hearers. You know, talking about preaching, he says, when you preach the word, minister, grace, unmerited favor. Even if you are speaking, a, even if there is a hard word that comes, you know, God will vindicate you. God will judge you if there's a hard word comes. You know, if there's a word that it comes, it needs to be followed. But but I want you to know that God has a time for that. God wants to be gracious to you now. God is a God a jud- who judges you, but I want you to know today. He's a God of grace. Are you, you understand? You, you minister grace in the midst of uh, you know, strong words. That's why it's very important to understand that uh, you know, God is a gracious God. He's a merciful God. He limited His judgment to three to four generations. He made His mercy unlimited. His mercy is for a thousand generations. But when he was upset, you know, when he was, uh, you know, when he, when he, when he left his judgment, he said, "It's only for three to four generations." But his mercy is for a thousand. That's the, that's the heart of God. You know, God is is always merciful. If you remember the the prayer of uh, Mary, you know, when she was uh, when she conceived with Jesus, you know, if you look at that prayer beautifully, she says, "Lord, you have remembered that you are merciful." You see. You have remembered that you are merciful. The mercy of God will always be evident when the hand of God is revealed. Whenever God's hand comes, you will always experience the mercy of God. You can be the worst of sinners. You can be in the greatest pit in your life. But I want to tell you something. When God's hand comes upon you, that's not time to for condemnation. That's time to get up from where you are and step into the glorious possibilities of who Jesus is. And while I say that tonight, If there is a struggle you're walking through, a challenge you're walking through, if there are sicknesses that are bothering you, if there are situations in your family, whatever it is, I want to tell you tonight, God is for you. He wants to lift you out of it, okay? So three things, edification, exhortation, and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4, he says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. He who prophesies edifies the church. Okay? The prophetic is about building the body of Christ. It's building a believer. Building the life of a believer. The prophetic is always to build people. Okay? Build the body of Christ. Why this gift? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 12, the Bible says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Why is this gift? To edify the church. To, to, to build the church, to bring the church to where God wants it to be. Okay? How to use this gift? How do you use the gift of prophecy? Some simple markers. It is not for private interpretation. Okay? The prophetic is not about you interpreting what God says in a private way. Okay let me read to you what 2 Peter 1 and verse 20 knowing this first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation it is not my interpretation but it is the holy spirit's revelation okay the pro- when god shows you something it's important to understand why he shows you what he shows you Again, I've said this many times, I'm saying it again. Don't interpret what God shows you uh, because you want to talk about it. It'll be a mess. Prophecy is not for private interpretation. It is, it is, God needs to reveal to you what He showed you, why He showed you, and what it means. Again, you know, Daniel, the, the, the vision is, the dream is sure, its interpretation is sure. I don't will to prophesy. You know, uh, I you know I want to say this to you. Just because you have the gift of prophecy does not mean you need to prophesy. Are you with me? The gift of prophecy may be upon you, but it does not mean that in every meeting you must have a word, that you're always searching for a word. You're always trying to look for a word. No, no, no. God's spirit stirs you. The spirit of God stirred Zerubbabel. That's why he and the, and the sons of Joshua, you know, Joshua, the high priest and everyone, that's why they built the temple. They did not build a temple because, you know, they were waiting, you know, I want to build the temple. I want to, no, 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 no. They came to that place of building the temple because their spirit was stirred by the Holy Spirit. Your prophetic, the origin of the prophetic should not be you. It has to be the Spirit of God. If you are pushing, You will want to say something, and sometimes it may not be God who's saying anything at all. 2 Peter 1 and verse 21. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Prophecy never came by the will of man. Prophecy comes only when you are moved by the Spirit of God. You are praying. You are waiting on the Lord. You are just, you know, and then the the Spirit of God stirs you. That's when you know, and He tells you something. That's when you know. See, when it comes to the prophetic, it's very important to know this. If God gives you a word, you must know whether you must speak it in public, whether you must speak it in private, whether you must speak it, Maybe you're not, God is telling you something about somebody, but maybe you don't need to share it to them at all. Maybe he wants you to know he doesn't want you to talk about it to them. (coughs) Maybe it's about another season. So when God reveals something to us, you know, it's very important that we are discerning what the Spirit of God is telling us and what to do with what he tells us. Sometimes, you know, you can end up saying what god showed you to somebody and actually break the person because you did not know that god wanted you to know but he did not want you to talk about it so it's very important about the prophetic prophecy never came by the will of man for prophecy never came by the will of man Two peter 1 21 but holy men of god spoke as they were moved by the holy spirit I must be moved by the Holy Spirit. I must wait until I am sure to prophesy. Okay? And sometimes there's one thing you can see, if you have already experienced, I don't know, that if God gives you a word and you are delaying it, you know, you're not sure it's from God, then somebody else prophesies the same word. Okay? They say exactly what God spoke to you. That's because the word of the Lord will be in the mouth of the prophets. Are you with me? Sometimes others can also pick up the same word. And it doesn't matter if somebody says it. Who cares? It's about the word of the Lord. It's not about who delivered it, whether you delivered it or somebody delivered it. Are you with me? Just capture it. It's very important about the prophetic. Okay? Uh, Not without control. Some people... They add masala, you know, they add spices to their prophecy. You, you start, you know, let's say God says, hey, you know what, uh, God has a great plan for you and God wants to bless you. Maybe that's what he says. God has a great plan for you, God wants to bless you, but you know, he wants to, tomorrow he will be with you and then the uh, day after tomorrow he will do that for you. You can end up adding spices because you are excited. Are you with me? Your prophet, the prophetic is not about how excited you are. The prophetic is about what God told you. I remember I was in a meeting many years ago in the Netherlands, and I was, you know, the, that, that day when I when uh, when I uh, when I finished preaching, the Lord said, I'm, I'm putting the prophetic over you. So when I, I, went, I went and stood before people, you know, like a picture God showed me, everything about them. I still remember, you know, there was a young man, you know, I, I looked at him and I said, I see you sitting in a white car and holding a steering and driving. I said, brother, what is this? He said, Pastor, I'm learning to drive. I'm going for a driving test tomorrow. Do you think I'll clear it? I said, yes, you will. (laughs) Then I remember there was one man who said to me, he said, uh, you know, I I came to him. I had no word, so I went to the next one. So he caught me. He said, you prophesied to everybody, but you didn't say anything to me. I said, yeah, I'm so sorry, but God did not give me a word for you. You are, Are you with me? The man wants a word, but I don't have a word. You know, sometimes we can get into situations where, you know, uh, we end up doing some funny things. And I tell you something, it's a a very dangerous thing to say something that God does not say. So let me just read this to you, okay? Um, The prophetic is never without control. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 32. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. Come on, are you with me? The spirit of a prophet is subject to a prophet. Um, Your spirit is under control. It's under your control. So you cannot say, oh, I got excited and I did something. No. Never go beyond the unction. Stop when he stops. You must discern between God's voice, the enemy's voice, and your own imagination. you got to discern between... God's voice, the enemy's voice, and your own imagination. Jeremiah 23 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, nor from the mouth of the Lord. Okay? What was going on? In the season of Jeremiah, there was a people that was prophesying and and God's people were listening to it and the word of the Lord is coming to the prophet and he says, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. You see? What is not from God, if it comes to you, it is worthless. Amen? They speak a vision of their own heart, not... From the mouth of the Lord. Not from the mouth of the Lord. Measure of faith. Romans 12 and verse 6. Always remember this. Having then gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Amen. The prophetic in which God uses you cannot go beyond your measure of faith. Which simply means you must know your measure of faith. You must know how much of faith you have. Faith in God is not just, uh, you know, blindly walking. That's not faith in God. Faith in God is knowing what you're doing. Are you with me? When Jesus walked on the face of the earth, he heard the Father. He saw the Father. He had a relationship with the Father. He had a connection with the Father. He was not doing some things just by faith. Are you with me? Just hoping it'll happen. No, 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 no. He was very clear. Christian life is not just doing something because, you know, you, uh, you're just hoping I would do this and then maybe it will happen. No, no, no. You know. You know your God. You know the one whom you walk with. You know Him. Measure of faith. Okay, Romans 12. Having the gifts according to the grace that is given to us, Let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Um, 1 John 4, if you read 1 to 6, uh, let me just read this. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. Amen? Why should you test the spirit? So I always tell people, when you When somebody is prophesying over you the same spirit of god who's bringing the word over you is the same spirit of god inside of you okay so what's important is uh romans chapter 12 uh you know the bible says 15 16 if you read that his spirit bears witness with our spirit okay there is a connection when the word of of god comes to you there's a connection with your spirit so He's the same spirit, it has to bear witness. So don't despise, the Bible says don't despise prophecy. So if you get a word which is is not bearing witness to you, keep it up in a shelf. Tell the Lord, Lord, if this is really from you, then let it happen over my life. Don't despise it, don't throw it away. But don't get super excited about good words that come about you, God will make you a pastor, God will make you this, God will make you that, and then, you know, just no, wait. Till that word settles in you and you know that's from God and you wait with the word till that word one day manifests over you. Are you with me? So it's very important. Very important. Never despise prophecy. Okay. Don't per- presume. pursue. Deuteronomy 18:22. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the lord has not spoken the prophet has spoken presumptuously you shall not be afraid of him are you with me if a word that a prophet says it doesn't come to pass over your life then god says if that word is not from god that means the prophet has spoken it presumptuously okay so it's very important that you know some people are so afraid oh you know, they're, they're, not, they're not sure about whether God said that word to them. You know, just because the prophetic word they, uh, came, they take that word, they act upon the word, they jump on it, they do all kinds of things, and then, you know, then they don't understand what is really going on because, uh, you know, they, they do it out of just, uh, you know, just uh, fear, for, fear of God and love of God. But, you know, we have to move into a place of maturity where, you know, we learn to wait. If you have a word, Wait. Wait in the presence of God. God, why did you say this to me? What is the purpose? What is it you want to do with my life? Lord, what, what, what is it, why this word came to me, God? What is it you want to say to me, you know? It's very, very important. Very, very important, okay? Secondly, I mean, again, one more thing with the prophetic. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 9. We know in part we prophesy in part. Whatever we know of God is only a dimension of who he is. Whatever God shows us is only a dimension of who he is. Are you with me? Our prophecy is also only a part. We're not prophesying over somebody because we know everything about them. Are you with me? Prophecy. That is why we need to only play our part and let the Lord play his part. Are you with me? That's the reason we don't step into God's part. God gives you a dimension. He keeps you in that dimension. He allows you to operate in that dimension. Stay there. Stay in that dimension and leave the rest to God. Maybe he's got another prophet. Maybe he has another way to do something. Maybe he has another plan to touch their lives. Maybe he has something else that you and I will never understand. But we should never step into God's part trying to tell the person everything and follow me walk after me listen to me no 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 listen to god tell this person to whom you prophesy to listen to god follow god hear god walk after god wait in the presence of god In the end times, the prophetic will be very alive, okay? Joel 2, 28, shall come to pass afterward that I would pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Today, more than ever before, the the prophetic will be even more relevant to the church than ever before. End times, the prophetic will be so strong because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, okay? God will pour out His Spirit upon all. Okay? And what is important about the prophetic is also, the prophetic causes restraint. It helps the body of Christ. Okay? Uh, Proverbs 29 and verse 18, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Okay? Where there is no revelation. Okay? No prophetic. The people will cast, off refra- uh, of, uh, will cast off restraint, meaning, you know, there'll be loose lives if the word of the Lord is not there. Amen? You'll find a generation of loose living because the word of the Lord is not there. Amen? That's why the prophetic is important. Isaiah 59 and verse 19, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun, where the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. What will the Spirit of God do? He will raise a restraint. Spirit of God, wherever he is revealed, wherever the Spirit of God is being outpoured, there will be a restraint. When the voice of God comes, there will be a restraining. There will be a, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 are, we, we are protected. You know, that's what protects our Christian life. Okay? Prophecies don't fail seek out the book of the lord and read not one of these details of prophecy shall fail none shall want and lack her mate in fulfillment for the mouth of the lord has commanded and his spirit has gathered them okay beautiful scripture in the bible all scripture has a mate every word is connected to another word every verse in the bible is connected to another verse okay that's what Isaiah writes here. Seek the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these shall fail. Not one of them will lose their mate. Will lose their companion. Okay. Uh, one of the the power of the prophetic is uh, you know. Um, so I prophesied, and I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Remember that? Ezekiel and the valley of dry bones. Amen. What's so powerful about the prophetic? The prophetic is um, speaking what you are commanded to speak. And when you speak that, you know, this is what happens. There was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Amen what is disjointed will be joined what is broken will be mended that's the power of the prophetic what is dead will come back to life how to listen to the prophet uh, of the prophetic listen to the word spoken listen to god's spirit in me my spirit bears witness with god's spirit uh, it is important that i align according to the word of god i bring myself okay again i want to tell this as i've been telling before Um, don't build your life on another man's foundation. Build your life on God's word. Amen? It's good to listen to preaching. It's good to listen to all that. But in your personal life, if your personal faith is built on another man's faith, then you are on dangerous ground. If your life is built on the word of God, then you will stand. Okay? Okay? So some people are very super excited with preachers and whatever they say, they would simply believe. No, no, no. The Berean Christians, even when Paul preached, they came back and made sure what he preached was in the word. OK? You must know your word. If you don't know your word, you will not know what, you, what you're hearing is right or wrong. Amen? It's very important to know the word of God. Very imp- don't get just excited. Some people, you know, in excitement, make statements. A person once told me, a great man of God, he said to me, uh, Pastor Stephen, you know, I don't like people who cry. You know? I don't like people who are crying. You know I don't believe in it. Why should you cry as a believer? And of course, he's a great man of God, and I had to keep quiet, so I just said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, and I just kept my mouth quiet. And he said, what do you say? I said, no, nothing, Pastor. I said, and I just kept quiet. Because that's not what my word says. The Bible says Jesus was heard because of his vehement cries and tears unto him who was able to save. If you do not know your word, you will simply believe everything. Okay? I say that out of love. Know the word of God. Stand on the word of God. I, you know, I know it's, uh, it's, we're almost going to be done. So let me quickly run with false prophets. Okay? Because I want to finish it tonight. Quickly run. Never say anything that God never said. That's the bottom line. If you love the prophetic, if you want to be in the prophetic, if you want to be used by God, never, ever say anything that God did not say. Matthew 7, 15 and 16. Beware of false prophets, Jesus said, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Strong words from now on. It's all scripture, okay? Beware of prophecy that is unscriptural. Deuteronomy 13, 1 to 3. Deuteronomy 13, 1 to 3. I'm going to ask Christopher to put this up quickly uh, online. And uh, if there's somebody who needs uh, to hear this again, because a lot of scriptures I have quoted today, you can hear it again and again. This is very, very important about the prophetic. Deuteronomy 13, 1 to 9. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods, which you have known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Are you with me? This is what I said, you know, just don't, Get enticed by somebody telling you something about something and telling you, oh, you, you can do like this. You can invest like this. You can, you know, brother, you know, you can become like this. And no, 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 no. Listen to the word. Okay. Jeremiah 23, 16. Thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of the prophet who prophesies to you. They make you worthless. I said that to you before. Why? They speak a vision of their own heart. Or some translation says they use, uh, they speak a vision out of their own imagination. Okay? Not from the mouth of the Lord. Okay? You know them by their fruit or by their outcome. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 to 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if he ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? Matthew 24, 11. Then many prophets will arise and deceive many. Jesus talking about end times, okay? Issue of the heart. Jeremiah 14, 14. And the Lord said to me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them, commanded them, nor spoken to them. They prophesy to you a false vision, divination, a worthless thing, and the deceit of their heart. OK? Itching ears. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3. Come on, Christopher. For the time has come when they will not endure sound doctrine. End times. The time will come when people do not want sound doctrine. But according to their desires, because of their itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers meaning they will sit under particular ways of teaching they are super excited about particular teaching because you know their ears are itching they don't want solid sound doctrine end times revelation 19 20 for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine but according to their desires because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3. Revelations 20:10. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. Where will the devil and the false prophet be? They will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone okay so i want to finally finish by saying to you 1 thessalonians 5 i want to read quickly but now we exhort you brethren this is to all of us tonight warn those who are unruly comfort the faint-hearted uphold the weak be patient with all see that no one endures evil for evil to anyone but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you do not quench the holy spirit do not despise prophecies test all things hold fast what is good abstain from every form of evil and finally Paul speaks a blessing what is the blessing now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus he who called you is faithful and he will do it amen so tonight I want to encourage you Um, you know, there needs to be a balance in our lives when it comes to the prophetic where we need to learn to hear God. Without the prophetic, the church cannot stand. Um, the ch- church is built on the apostolic and the prophetic. So it's, it's uh, Jesus being the chief cornerstone. We stand. It's the body of Christ. We stand on the, apo- uh, on the apostolic and the prophetic. You know, we stand on the words of God. We stand on the voice of God. We stand on the words that God speaks into our lives. So the prophetic is very important. At the same time, one of the deceptions of the end time church will be wrong prophecies. So if we as God's children do not learn to discern, learn to walk with God, learn to walk in intimacy with God, you know, we can easily be misled. So I want to bring you back to where I started this evening. I want to say this and pray with you. Three things that will happen to the end time church. Daniel prophesied. What is it? God will make you pure. You know, when I read that, I told the Lord, Lord, that's all I want. I want to be pure. Make me pure. I'm far from being pure, Lord. Purify me. Make me white, spotless, Lord. Take away things in my life that are not of you. Thoughts, actions, attitudes. Uh, Lord, whatever it is spotless and refine me refine refine me so tonight God wants to refine us I want to tell you something He is for you he wants to help you He wants to build you He wants to shape you He wants to touch you until don't be afraid of anything maybe there's a situation in your life and you're saying God I need you to come through for me tonight is your night for a miracle if you close your eyes for one moment tell the Lord Lord your mighty hand come upon me your mighty hand come upon me the sound of heaven over the end time church will be purity 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 may we yield ourselves to God tonight under this precious anointing purify my heart Let me be as gold And precious silver Purify my heart Let me be as gold Pure gold as fire My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for You, Lord. I thirst to be. you my master ready to do your will. ready to do your will ready to do your will oh come on tell him one more time ready to do Lord I'm ready to do your will father thank you for your faithfulness Thank you for your love. Thank you for your hand upon our lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you're refining us. We are in the season of becoming pure. We're in the season of becoming spotless. We're in the season of the manifest power of the Holy Spirit to refine us, to break every spot and cleanse us. Thank you tonight for your mighty anointing, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for helping us to complete a year a deeper life. Thank you, Lord. You've been such a faithful God. Thank you for opening us up to the prophetic tonight. Lord, if in any way we have prophesied or if we have said anything that you have not said, forgive us today, God. Forgive us. But Lord, as we move on into our tomorrow, and the days to come, may we never say anything that you don't say. Give us the grace to learn to hear your voice, wait in your presence. Lord, no man shall touch my glory, you said. May we never come to that place where we seek for glory for ourselves. Never, never, never may we come to a place where we want others to look at us and lift us up. Oh God, when people say, great things, good things about us. Give us the humility in our hearts to always turn it to you and say thanks to you. Thanks to you for every commendation that comes from people. Thanks to you. Give us a spirit of humility, God. Father, without you we are nothing. Tonight, O oh God, the mighty hand of God be upon us. Preserve us, protect us, prepare us to the next season in our lives, season of power and authority and glory. Thank you, Father. I want to tell you tonight the hand of the Lord is upon you to lift you, to bring you to the place that God wants you to be. He will accomplish what He has purposed in your life. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord loves us, cares for us, concerned about us, wants to put his arms around us, lift us up. So don't give up. Don't let anything steal the peace and joy that comes from him. Don't listen to any other voice that comes to break you, that comes to destroy you. Don't let the enemy steal what God has put inside of you. Tonight, Lord, I speak your blessing over every person in this meeting, God. Continue to be with us and until we meet next week, may your grace cover us and preserve us. In Jesus' name we pray. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.